Here's the Smart Retirement Podcast, brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Matt and Jeff. Welcome back, Smart Retirees. This is your co-host, Matt Hollander, joined with Jeff Shulam for another great episode of our Smart Retirement Podcast. Uh, We're on episode 51, and today uh, I'm going to let Jeff kind of take the wheels, but we're going to talk about the importance of being your own boss versus an employee. Now, there's going to be some things inside of that, tax advantages, mental health, um, but before we get into that, Jeff, let's let's talk a little bit. I mean, I know here in Phoenix this week it is absolutely blistering hot. It, uh, I think I went outside last night at about nine o'clock at night. It was still 106 degrees. We had a monsoon. We had the thunder and lightning. It is full on summer out here in Arizona. But well, it's uh, how's funny it out that in LA? We're bringing up this topic and then we're talking about weather too, because I guess the nice thing about being in your own business is that you get to stay at home and you're air conditioned. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to drive. I I, I I've upgraded my my insulation and my air conditioner and everything. Thank God before COVID and and having my own business, staying at home, you, 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 I guess I, I, I'm not aware of what goes on outside all the time, except when I go get the mail or have to go move the car or go get shopping or something, so. Sure, yeah, I mean, the only time I really have been going out lately, other than maybe going and meeting with a client at, at their home, uh, now that we're doing that again, but uh, you know, going back and forth to the gym three or four days a week, getting out of the gym, and you're like, whoa, it's like a sauna. Got out today, it was like 113. I was like, this just, I, this isn't right. I have to like question myself why I want to live. Well, here. I do CrossFit, <laughs> and CrossFit, if you didn't know, it, it, they, they could, they're proud of of the gym being a box, right? And that means no air conditioning, no no showers. I mean, it's just a place where you would go and do some pull-ups and have some weights and and so forth. And so, yeah, this time of the year, it's it's treacherous going to, to CrossFit. And, you know, once again, I'm still doing it at home with my trainer, thank God, and in the, in the beautiful, you know, environment of my own home with cold water and an air conditioner and, and don't have to worry about you know a shower there and and all that stuff so it is convenient so i I guess that's a good lead into kind of where we're going with this is that is it better to be an employee versus you know an owner of your own business i mean there's so many advantages i think you know having done both to being able to be your own boss and 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 create your own uh you know, re- money based, you know, on ideas that you have. And I mean, all of us have a great idea in our head somewhere, you know. As a CPA, I think I see a lot of people fearful of starting their own business because they just don't know what it entails. And I guess from somebody that has sure. also helped businesses expand very quickly and, you know, have the routine of incorporating and finding a name and, and, and getting the federal ID numbers and, you know, getting all the permits and things like sure. that—it's—it's it's a no-brainer for for me. So, so I I want to be able to at least instill into the listeners' heads that yes, it might be difficult, but you know, if you have someone on the right team uh, to be able to help you, that would be great. And it's not that difficult. I mean, you know, everything is online these days to be able to 
help you and um, you know with a maybe an easy little checklist you know I might be able to share with you you know how to start you know your own business because uh, it's not that difficult as long as you got a great business plan and a great idea uh, you know it's the the rest is is just transactional um, but you know you got to have a good business too sure Well, as uh, you know, if, if some of the listeners didn't listen to our episode 50, uh, Mike did take a step away from the podcast for a little bit as his business is expanding in the mortgage industry. As we all know, the rates are super low, so he's just jammed up with work. And uh, we've brought Jeff on with us, who, who's kind of really an expert in this field and is more than happy to talk to some of our listeners. So um, just a reminder, if, if any of you want to reach out, 866-53-RETIRE. Um, option one, we'll get you to myself, Matt Hollander. Uh, Mike Points will still be option two if you've got a mortgage question. And then uh, Mr. Jeff Shulam will be now option three at 866-53-RETIRE. Or just shoot us an email at info at smartretirementcast.com. So, um, Jeff, I'll kind of let you lead the way here. But, you know, being a bit small business owner myself, there's definitely some perks, right? I, I got to take off Thursday uh, of last week, shut the office down early and go racing, uh, was up in Utah for the weekend. And, uh, that was interesting. It was, it was a hundred degrees in Salt Lake city and we were at 4,500, 5,000 feet. So thin air, hot weather. It was, um, it was very challenging. I, I guess I'll just say, I'm glad I've been uh, training with my trainer, uh, for some of this stuff, because uh, a year ago, I don't know if I would have been in the condition to be able to stay in a car, that type of heat. It was kind of, oh, no. it was kind of <laughs> eye-opening, if for you will. Sure. So, um, Jeff, I mean, for the listeners, what do you think as far as best perks, if you will, of, of being your own boss? Um, you know, that's one of them being able to manage your own time, but, uh, what have you seen and what have you heard from some of your clients? Well, just to maybe expand on what you just said about the racing, I'm, I, I think sure. that the opportunity of being in a race car and trying to get your best time every two minutes is such a great opportunity for us. I mean, in business, you don't get a lot of do-overs, right? In racing, sure. every two minutes, depending on the length of the track, we get to try something new every two minutes and it's a great yeah. analogy i think to business um, in the sense that you're constantly trying to new things and and you're constantly moving towards a, a common goal and there's no blueprint on how to be s successful in that your particular niche but you got to be able to take those risks and i think when we're out on the racetrack and you know we're trying to better our times we're taking more and more risks every two minutes right and it's Absolutely. just a great opportunity i mean there's not a lot out there that gives us that opportunity and, and just wanted to share that with the listeners and maybe they can relate to that you know when it comes to business because that's one of the the toughest things i think for most people going out on their own is just taking that big leap of faith and that risk and i think that uh, a lot of times you just got to push yourself into it because there is that leap of faith moment where, uh, you know, maybe you already are a, a sole proprietor, but 
take hiring that first employee is scary for you, right? Sure. That's a leap of faith too. But I always feel like you, you can't do everything yourself. And as long as you can delegate some of the menial tasks so that you can do what you do best, and that might be sales or marketing for your particular company, you know, you gotta be able to have those employees to, or support these systems so that you can focus and you'll be surprised. Yes, maybe your cost, your, your net income might go down and your, your take home pay might go down a little bit after you hire that first employee. But I think in the long run, it does pay off because as long as you can focus on what you do, it, it, you're, you're gonna make more sales, therefore more money in your own pocket. Uh, so, you know, it, that, that's one of the things that uh, I think I've seen that's a little scary for, for most, but I guarantee you that uh, it's, a, it's a tremendous amount of fun. And, and yes, it, it is hard work to be able to start your own business and, and you do put in a lot more hours. But I think like Matt, you, you then, once you, you have the company running on autopilot, hopefully with enough employees or where you can step away from the business and have opportunities like what we get to do is go out on the racetrack that you'll start seeing the overall benefits of being able to have your own business and and be able to basically go do things that you really enjoy at the same time as you know making money i mean what, what what's better than that right sure but but the, the other things that's nice about having your own business is that you can also write off certain expenses that you normally can't as an employee. I, I'm Matt's going to talk a little about some of the pension plans that you have um, as an employer that, you, that allow you higher limits than you would as an individual employee so that you can save up for retirement. Uh, there's certain disability um, liability, uh, disability insurance uh, vehicles and medical insurance benefits that you can write off as an employer versus an, um, you know as an employee and, and, and so forth. So there's a lot of those kind of benefits. But then you know things like your car and your telephone and your cell phone and you know maybe some of the rent at your house or you know a certain portion of your house could be written off uh, and all the utilities and, and, and things like that related to your home could be written off so you know so you on average I think the average freelancer or the, the average employee uh, if you're self-employed versus employee makes 45% more revenue than an employee. Plus you get to write off these expenses. So you only really pay the net you know, uh, taxes on the net port. So right. whereas an employee, you're paying taxes on the gross, right? So you don't get any real expenses off to, to offset. So, you know, obviously there's some, some tax advantages to doing so. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's more more to discuss about the, all the benefits uh, that uh, we'll get into. Sure. Well, why don't we do this, Jeff? Why don't we take a quick break and hear, get a word from our sponsors? Great. And when we come back, we can dive in a little bit more to the pros and cons. Um, one of the things I want to discuss when we come back, Jeff, is 
if you were, you know, during the pandemic, you're sitting at home, maybe you got one of those little side hustles going, right? And it's been going pretty good, but you're still got your job, your nine to five, and you just don't want to go to work anymore. But you think that you could maybe expand this side hustle into a real business. Um, I'd like to, when we come back from the break, kind of dive in and get your thoughts on what steps an individual could possibly take to look into that direction mm -hmm. and uh, start maybe looking at creating a small business out of that. Sounds good. So. Listeners, stick around. We will be right back with more Smart Retirement Podcast. It's been a roller coaster of a start to the new decade. From the pandemic to the election, record low interest rates, a wild market, home prices that seem to have no ceiling, it leaves us asking what's next? Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will this past election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my home before the market adjusts to downsize? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion. From a team like Century Financial Consultants, with over 40 years of financial planning experience, get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants at 866-53-RETIRE. That's 866-53-RETIRE. Century Financial Consultants, California license number 0L23991 and 017-5638. from that short break uh, before the break Jeff and I were discussing a little bit about um, you know the the advantage or importance if you will of being your own boss versus an employee and one of the things before we went to break that I had brought up was some of the some people have had you know like a little side hustle and maybe they want to start their own business um, I think the pandemic really had people working from home they got comfortable with it they like the freedom um, but there's a lot of things we got to look at in becoming your own boss, right? Being able to fund the business. Can you keep yourself motivated uh, day to day for the, the necessary tasks at hand? Um, but Jeff, I was going to kind of let you dive in here, but maybe let's just talk a little bit about the pros and cons of being your own boss and then we can dive in a little bit more of how to you know become your own boss and things. But pros and cons, I mean, what, what do you think there? Well, there's so many. Uh, I think we'll touch on the the, the bigger ones and that might be applicable for you know our situation with COVID right now because uh, you know to me some of the, the the pros would be you get to choose your own location right I mean if you like working from home you get to or if you like uh, going to an office environment you can pick your office space close to you um, and so forth uh, you get to pick what kind of job you know business you want I mean you hopefully you're gonna pick a, a passion 
of that you enjoy. I mean, everybody knows that if you're doing what you love, is it really considered, you know, work, right? And if you can make a profit I mean, at it, better, better for you, right? So, uh, you know, you get to you get the freedom of being able to do what you want as well. And but you you some of the other pros would be. Um, you know, you can put in your own hours based off of what you want to put into it. If, if you think that uh, there's going to be a lot of money to be made, you want to put more hours into it, you can make your own hours. I mean, and if you got the, the kids at home or, in, in, you know, and you got uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, doctor's appointments and things like that, you can schedule things around all of those where you can't necessarily do that as an employee. So there, there's, right. there's definitely the, the, the flat kind of flexibility as, a, as your own owner, which is, which is also very nice. Uh, but some of the downfalls is that, you know, you, you are your own boss. And if you're the type of person that needs motivate motivation or or if, if you don't have anybody looking over your shoulder, do you get a little lazy? Do you, do you slack off? Do you all of a sudden, oh, man, there's this new show on Netflix. You know what I mean? There's, there's, <laughs> you got to be self-disciplined for sure. And, and sometimes that could be difficult uh, to, if, if you're not used to it. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully there's, there's certain goals within your head that, that are either monetary or social or status or something that's going to motivate you to be that carrot out there for you to you know stay focused on the main goal of of your business um and a business plan is good for that you know business plan even though it seems like a little ludicrous some of the the things that you got to do for a business plan but looking outward five years and doing a projection to see if it's even profitable uh, you know, my mom started a, a little deli once, and she loved it because she loved cooking. And and it, it I think she could have went to work at McDonald's and made more money than all the time and effort that she put into running she loved deli. It, right? but yeah. She loved it. <laughs> uh, you know, so you know, but that's money might not be her motivator. It was just being in the kitchen, interacting with people. Um, you know, that's the other pro or con, depending on your customer service, but you got to deal with the customers directly, right? And so if you got a good reputation, everything's great. But if you got problems, you got to deal with those things directly. So you got to take that into consideration as well. So, but um, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> All right. You know, it's funny, I was on the way back from the track and uh, was talking to one of our fellow racers that uh, are in the Porsche Owners Club with us. And he was talking about one of his millionaire buddies that uh, decided to start a coffee shop there. In, I think it's Santa Monica area. Um, it's now like nationally, maybe even world recognized as some of the best coffee out there. But when he first went into business doing this coffee shop, they basically, his goal was to make a dollar. He didn't care. He was doing it for the enjoyment of bringing good coffee because he hated Starbucks, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I guess that it's very true to say, you know, what motivates you and what's going to drive you and keep you going on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, you know, now this gentleman's got like six coffee shops and he's making a ton of money with it, which he had no intention to do. Um, 
but I think that kind of stems down to if it's your passion and you can stay passionate about it, other people are going to enjoy seeing your passion and you can continue to grow it. So, right. Um, let me ask you this, Jeff. I mean, this is, this might seem pretty simple to most, but, um, I never want to keep anything too high level in, in the podcast as I think we've talked about, but, uh, if one wants to become a business owner, there's some steps of course, that are going to be needed to do so. Uh, you mentioned the business plan, right? So I think that is absolutely crucial. I remember doing that. I took an entrepreneurship class when I was in college and we actually had to uh, design and build something that was going to be successful. Um, I had a mentor growing up that owned a bunch of uh, Chevron gas stations on the central coast of California. And so what we decided to do for the project was to actually design a Chevron gas station in a location there in California. Uh, create a business plan for it and he actually took the business plan and opened the business after we were done with uh, with all the research uh, just because we found that the opportunity was there uh, you know and it, and it made sense right so I think you know at a scale a project like that I mean the, the main obstacle is going to be what funding right so right. Um, you definitely want to make sure that you've got uh, your funding in place and things like that um, you touched on some of the other things earlier about as far as, uh, you know, picking your location and things like that. Um, but then again, I mean, there's going to be other things you have to do with the state. I would just, you know, right, you've got to go and get the, the business registered, make sure the name's available. Uh, so there's definitely some, some hurdles that you'll have to go through there, right? Sure. Yeah, depending on so. the, the business and maybe the exposure yeah. to liability, because that could you know, is a consideration as, as well. I mean, when it comes to risks, one of those risks is, you know, maybe you can get sued for, you know, making a mistake. And how do you prevent, you know, protecting your assets as far as your home and, and other assets that you own? Well, the easiest thing to do would be to incorporate. You know, there's different levels of, of businesses. You know, you can always start off as a sole proprietor, which is doesn't really give you much it's uh, liability. It doesn't give you much protection against any, sure. any liability, uh, but it does. It is the simplest thing to do. It's simple on your tax return. There's something called a Schedule C where you'll keep track of your income and your expenses and be able to just pay the uh, the taxes on the net income. Having a sole proprietorship, also the, the you know the the state and the federal government wants their share of employment taxes and things like that. Yep. So you're you're actually right now as an employee, you only pay certain social social security and Medicare uh, percentages, and the employer right. pays the other half, right? And then equals about um, seven point six five percent. So as a, as a sole proprietor, you have to pay that portion, right? So you're paying closer to 15% in, in taxes, but that's of your net income, not of your gross, which you're paying sure. as an employee, you're paying as a, a part of the, as gross wages. And so- And, that, and that's where that self-employment tax gonna kind of come in, right? Exactly. So- okay. That's one thing, that, and that's the simplest thing, is being a sole proprietor, and um, and that gets shows up on your individual tax return, and you, you can use that as a way of, of you know lowering your overall taxes if you have a loss, and, and it'll offset you know some of the wage income if you're still doing both at the same time. 
Uh, and you know, there, there is some laws if you're doing this for a while too, that you got to consider that if you have multiple years of losses, the IRS might say, you know, maybe this is considered a hobby and not really a business. And so there are certain laws that prevent you from writing off, uh, uh too much of your expenses. Uh, so you got to show some income, you know, every three years or so, I believe to be able to prove to the IRS that this is more than just a hobby. Sure. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to write off our, our auto racing, right? I mean, ain't going to happen. I mean, you know. You know, some of it can be, right? I mean, I, I've got the company name on the race car, so yeah, I, I know there's a little bit of marketing budget there for it. So exactly. especially if I can prove that some uh, some clients have came from the racing events, uh, you know, the IRS might not frown on that too terribly. Right. <laughs> but let's say there is a business that you do have some kind of exposure or maybe uh, you want to be able to avoid being audited by the by the IRS as well because the sole proprietor Schedule C is one of the most audited areas for the IRS. Um, whereas if you had a separate entity like a corporation, either an LLC um, or a, a regular corporation, uh, they they assume that you have a, a, an accounting team and you know a CPA that does your taxes and things like that, and so they don't audit those as much. Uh, and I think if it's like an S corp, you know, I think it's less than a half a percent of S corps ever get audited, for example. Wow. So it's very minimal. Um, and there's also so the, either an LLC or a corporation does give you the 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 ability to limit your liability, which is great, but there's also different entities that allow you to either pass through, let's say the beginning year losses that flow through to your individual tax return. So that if you still are, let's say doing some, you know, other, in, uh, other jobs and things like that, you can lower your overall taxes by having the, 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 the losses flow through to your individual tax return. Whereas if, if, for whatever reason, maybe you have a really good idea and you want to go public someday, you might want to stay as what is known as a C-Corp. And, and because a C-Corp you can then go public with, um, you might want to uh, allow the tax, the, the corporation to pay its own taxes and not flow through to your individual tax return. So there's all kinds of different varieties of, of entities as well as how they're taxed. So those are something you can always now, talk to. Now, Jeff, I mean, you could start, let's say you start a business as a sole proprietor or an LLC and you do grow it. I mean, is, is there ways that you're not stuck there? I mean, you could always expand to go to a, a sub S or a C Corp uh, at a later date, or is that something where you basically have to shut down the business, reopen type of deal? How does that work? Um, the IRS wants to see all, uh, you can't just open up an S Corp, for example, you start off as a C Corp and then within a certain time frame, you, you do have to let the IRS know that you want to be treated as an S Corp. Got it. So there is certain rules and, and about that. Um, and, uh, but I think at, at any point in time, you, you can switch back once, you know, they, they, there, there's a lot of. But um, I think the easiest thing to do is is start off as a sole proprietor, see if you're going to be 
making some serious money, see if there's you know some exposure. Uh, and at that point in time, once you have some resources to incorporate in California, for example, it's you know it's less than a thousand dollars in paperwork and and there is an eight hundred dollar fee every year that the state w requires as a right to do business in California. Not cheaper in other and states, it, right, Jeff? Yeah, and <laughs> in other states, yeah, it varies. Um, but, you know, California likes an $800 number. Uh, and then there's certain entities like an LLC that you're actually taxed on the, the gross wages, I mean, the gross uh, uh, sales. So uh, depending if you expect to have a, a business that's going to make a lot of gross sales, but maybe low net income, you know, it might be better to incorporate as a C corp and then convert to an S corp. Um, things like that. So there, it, there's going to be a variety of different reasons that you're going to your side hustle, as you say, um, could be converted to start off as a, a regular sole proprietorship and and to be able to then go to a corporation you know um, you should have substantial you know resources at that point as far as being able to pay the that eight hundred dollar franchise tax be able to have the resources to pay the uh, uh, fees to be able to incorporate uh, but at that point in time it does give you i think mentally it it, it makes you more professional now you have a corporation you know right. i mean it just it's a little bit different than like you say a side hustle right right so, and i mean if the idea uh, is good enough maybe you just take it on shark tank and let them help you figure it out right yeah there you go <laughs> I, like that. Um, I like that idea but then yeah then you gotta have real good negotiation skills because they're gonna okay. they're gonna try and, and get as much as possible can, can but funding just, for example like you mentioned is a challenge yeah can they just bring you on shark tank with them as a, as a partner i mean you can help with the negotiations right i know my numbers <laughs> i know that that's really important for them <laughs> uh speaking of numbers uh kind of a racing into retirement tip for this week um there are some things coming down in congress right now as far as for um saving for retirement that I wanted to kind of bring up because it'll kind of go along with being a, a, an employer. Um, there are some things like there's a program coming out in California here. It's um, rolling out the end of this month going into next month called Cal Savers. Uh, a lot of the other states are going to be adopting something similar. But basically what's happening is as an employee, you know, you've got your 401k depending on the uh, employer uh, that you can contribute to. Right, so you've got uh, I think it's sixteen thousand and change that you can contribute to that, or maybe seventeen now. Um, you know, per year. Whereas as an individual, let's say you're just doing a side hustle and you don't have access to uh, any of these savings plans, you've basically got an IRA, right? And that's your only option. And depending on your age, you've got the catch up or you don't. Uh, but that's right now at about six thousand dollars a year, which isn't a whole lot when it comes to putting away money for retirement. Um, so one of the things that they're looking at doing is, is increasing uh, the maximum amount that you can fund an IRA with from 6,000 and doubling it to 12. Uh, and then if you're part of the age bracket that's part of the catch-up program, uh, the 500 will go to 1,000 on top of that. So that could be pretty good. Um, but I will say as an employer, uh, they are going to start requiring employers to have some type of 401k plan for the employees uh, if there's over a certain amount of 
employees in that business. Uh, they're also going to require the employer to match some of the contributions and any employer that's not doing that is going to get fined per day per employee. So, you know, there's the other thing of being a employer and owning your own business is you want to be up to date with all of the legal changes and things that are happening on a year to year basis that if you have employees that you might want to have someone on staff that keeps track of those types of things too which is only going to probably add more to the expense of the bottom line um, which goes back to making sure that you've got the proper funding for this small business you're looking into and the right logistics and sales that it's going to make it work uh, so one of the things, you know, Jeff, you mentioned inside that business plan is be looking at the legal side of things as well, uh, not only the tax burden, uh, to make sure that that's going to work for you. So I guess that's my little tip there. Um, you know, one of the other things as a employer or a self-employed individual, you will have access to like a SEPA IRA right, which is going to allow you, and I'd have to double check the numbers, I should have double checked before we got on the show, but about $51,000 a year can be contributed uh, pre-tax into a SEP, which is a ton of money, right? So it really allows you to start saving for retirement. One of the other tools that's really, really great that we talk about a lot on this show is indexed annuities. Uh, maybe even a variable annuity. I prefer the index just because we can kind of track and, and know what the gains are going to be. We're not going to have any type of losses, but you could utilize these as, as, as a pension tool for yourself, right? It's all going to grow tax deferred at a later date. You're going to have income coming from it and it's growing at a guaranteed anywhere from maybe six to 10%. And that's guaranteed through a, an A-rated insurance company. So you're not having to worry necessarily of how this pension money is going to grow, what the market's going to do, you've got that guarantee. Uh, if you're one of those individuals that maybe needs to contribute on a monthly basis or an annual basis, uh, you've got the opportunity with like index universal life, right? We've got, we've did an episode in the past talking about whole life versus universal life and how universal life can be a perfect retirement tool to privately fund a pension for yourself that won't be taxed at a later date. Uh, of course, the funds that go into that are going to be taxed up front. So it really depends on what makes sense for you as an individual, how the business is set up, what your tax situation is going to look like, um, all things that we can kind of dive in and help you on a one-to-one -one basis. If you want to call 866-53-RETIRE, again, that's 866-53-RETIRE, or info at smartretirementcast.com. Jeff and I would love to have a conversation with you and see what we may be able to help with kind of growing your your business future and a successful retirement so uh jeff i know you are extremely passionate about this subject is there anything else uh you wanted to add in today before we wrap up our episode yeah i i think part of that business plan that we talked about and i know i mentioned it last week also was is, is having an exit strategy and i, I Maybe I'm going a little bit fast forward if you're not, if you're just thinking about starting your business, but it's something that you really should consider because having been in the industry for so long and having seen success in many businesses, sometimes uh, it's ironic, but the, the business might be a great business, but when push came to shove, when the owner was ready to retire, they probably are making more money off of the either the real estate that they bought to, to house that business or the pension plan that they created inside that plan 
to be able to retire with is really the 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 the, the golden goose for the or, or the nest egg really from the golden goose sure. called the business so uh you know you might want to just you know think about that because that's part of your exit strategy is you know what do you want to do with the business and you know do you want to be able to walk away with a nice chunk of change either by selling or have the retirement plan or having the real estate uh is very important and and that's really going to add to the the obviously one of the better pros of owning your own business but at the same time really thinking in the long term towards your retirement and uh i think that nine out of ten times that could be more profitable than you know the the entire business itself you know and and depending on what stage you're on you're in as far as when you're starting this business uh, when you're starting early on in your life uh, you know starting a pension plan is highly recommended but if it is later on in life that maybe the what matt was talking about uh to be able to get to that number that you think you need for retirement the annuities i think one of the better vehicles for that because there there's not a pension plan out there that's really going to get you to that number if you're if you're starting this business at you know in your late 40s or 50s and you don't have the savings already it, there's not much you're going to be able to do to be able to build up enough assets to be able to at what at 51,000 a year even it's not enough right but an annuity allows you to put in uh, you know depending on how much life insurance you have you know, a, a substantial amount of money to be able to create for that nest egg down the road so so obviously something else to consider depending on when you're starting absolutely that business. absolutely well, Jeff, I uh, appreciate you jumping on with me today and uh, looking forward to having, doing another episode here in a couple of weeks with you. Um, got some ideas on topics, but uh, we'll discuss that. And listeners, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another uh, episode of the Smart Retirement Podcast. But uh, Great. Anything else, Jeff? I think that'll do it. Very good. Listeners, let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number 0175638 and MLS number 1246224. Oh